Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have Cherry Popped Out For You, Chapter 16, Like a Virgin. As an official registered gay guy, the biggest problem that I have with vag is the way that people spell the word vag. V-A-G, or sometimes V-A-J. That is not how you spell vag. I'm gonna break this down for all the non-believers. Let's start with the word bag. B-A-G. Bag. Now, what if we took that word bag and changed the first letter to a V? V-A-G. Sound it out, you guys. V v v Vag. Yes, vag. Good. To prove this pronunciation point further, let's change the first letter a bunch and see if the sound changes ever. So we have bag, fag, wag, gag, hag, nag, rag, sag, tag. Okay, okay, okay. So if all of these words are spelled the same and sound the same, why would it be a different situation for the letter V? Vag. Now, this is hard for people to hear, but listen. When you are in Boy Scouts, you sometimes earn a badge. If you're a police officer, you wear a badge. And if you take the B off badge and add a V, that's how you fucking spell vag. V-A-D-G-E. Vag. I know, change is hard. I don't like it either. But we all have to do this for the future and for the children. This topic is now closed and not open for discussion. Seriously, don't message me. Now, speaking of vag, gold star gay status. Gold star gay is a term used by the LGBT community to describe a gay man who has never had a romantic or sexual relationship with a woman. Gold star gay status is an interesting topic to me, and it was something I wasn't even aware of until I was out and part of the LGBT thing. Once I heard how people referenced this gold star gay status, it just seemed like another judgy thing within the gay community that's kind of dividing it. Yay, division! Famous gay guys like Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper proudly flaunt their gold star gay status, and that pisses some people off. David Kaufman recently wrote in an article, quote, The problem is that qualifying sexual histories with terms like gold star adds a level of competitiveness to LGBT identity that's not only inane, it's downright divisive. Gold star suggests, in a sense, that there are right and wrong ways to be gay, unquote. Yeah, what that guy said. I have to agree here. Not every gay person has the luxury of being able to jump into the world as how they truly are. I'm sure that being rich, white men made it easy to bypass eating pussy and head right into the gay clubs. Yes! Yes. So dear Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, take your gold star gay status and go bump your rich boy pussies together. You're not the gay leaders! I figured if I'm airing out all my gay dirty laundry, it's only fair to also air out all my vag laundry as well. Vag. V-A-D-G-E. Vag. I am proudly not a gold star gay. I am far from it. <laughs> me. I did this not because I was wanting to experiment with girls, but because for me, I had to. It was survival. I was studying to be a straight guy, and that definitely involved fucking chicks, bruh. I'm a committed method actor. I remember thinking when I turned 16 that I absolutely had to have sex that year, otherwise I would be a total failure of a real man. Brag alert! I've never had a problem with getting girls. When I was a teenager, I could walk into a room full of girls and be absolutely certain that at least 85% of that room would fall madly in love with me. Alright, fine. It was probably 95% of the room. Me, 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 me. It's the gay boy curse. Every girl wants you slash falls in love with you and you couldn't care less. Can't we just be fun gossip friends? 
Second brag alert, <laughs> me. I couldn't get through five minutes of my adolescence without some fucking girl falling in love with me. And it may sound cool, but it's horrible to have somebody adoring you and you feeling nothing in return. Sorry about it. I lost my virginity at 16 years old to a girl named Mandy while the Backstreet Boys I Want It That Way played on the radio. Tell me why! It happened at my house in my bed while nobody else was home. Mandy was upset about something, I'm not sure what, <laughs> which is like so straight guy of me to not be listening, am I right? Maybe she was like mad about a fight with her mom or a breakup, <laughs> whatever. All I knew was that we were alone in my house, laying on my bed, and that this was my chance. When the moment seemed right, I told her that I liked her a lot, and then she hugged me super tight, and as we hugged on my bed, I whispered in her ear, Can I? And she said, What? And I said, Can I make love to you? <laughs> Without missing a beat, she rolled me over, got on top of me, and did everything from taking my pants off to riding my D for three whole minutes. BAM! Sexual intercourse! Virginity! Gone! Mission accomplished! Like a virgin! Can I make love to you? Can you believe that bad teen soap opera dialogue of mine? God, I was so good in the most horrible way. Mandy was a seasonal love lasting only the summertime. I would go to work all day as a camp counselor and then go right over to Mandy's house. We would hang at her place and her mom was a total booze bag who let us do whatever we wanted. I chugged a Budweiser for the first time that summer and nearly threw up while we watched a rented VHS comedy special of Eddie Murphy yell faggot 400 times. Mandy's mom liked me because I would give her money for alcohol and then she would invite like 30 people over to get shit-faced. Wham! This was a summer of teen hormones exploding everywhere. Mandy's BFF would come over with her boyfriend and we would all have sex in the same room. Not together like an orgy, but like, oh, we're over here on this bed and oh, we're over here on this bed and oh, we're all doing it. I thought it was super hot to have another guy in the room, surprise, surprise. I would be thrusting on top of Mandy, listening to the dude next to me and it turned me on like crazy. We also had a code word for during sex when we would go down on the girls. I know, I don't get it either. I assumed this was a straight guy thing, but I don't think it is. Anyway, we both went down on the girls at the same time. That's right, I chowed down on some pussy, and it was not the best. All right, fine, it was horrible. HORRIBLE! Later in the chapter trilogy, I will eat some vagina that's not horrible, but Mandy's privates reeked of warm red onions. Are they red onions or purple onions? Hmm. Either way, bless her heart. It took me a while to even pinpoint that smell. It didn't hit me until months later when I was working at a Pizza Hut Express cutting onions and I was like, oh my God, this is Mandy's vagina. Look, bodies are complicated. I'm not saying she was gross. I'm just saying her vag smelled like onions. And bonus points for Mandy because she also had a full thick black bush. So so just try and visualize and smell that for a second. Oh, I'll give you a minute. <sighs> I was face first in this carpeted onion pussy because I didn't want to be gay. I needed to be straight and God damn it, I was gonna make it happen. If I could learn to ride a bike and drive a car, then I'm sure I could learn to like puss. Ew, is that a pube stuck in my tooth? Obviously, I wasn't that into Mandy. We both liked the movie Wayne's World, and that's really all we had in common. The summer lovin' with Mandy came to an end that fall when school started back up for my junior year and I got my driver's license. Oh yeah, driving. All summer long, Mandy had fantasized about when I would get my license and my car, and she was so excited to be able to jet across town, just the two of us. So of course, I broke up with Mandy the day I got my car and license. I literally drove to her house and was like, oh my god, I got my license, look, I have my car, look! Oh, also I'm breaking up with you. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Look, it's chapter 16. If you haven't noticed yet, sometimes in life I can be a total dick. I see it, I get it, and I'm sorry. 
After breaking it off with Mandy, I enjoyed my junior year driving around town without her. Haha, <laughs> that school year would consist of a lot of weed, booze, and a ton of skipping class. I famously failed every single subject three terms in a row, all to bust ass and crank out straight A's the last term, averaging everything out so that I passed my junior year with straight D's. <laughs> oh yeah, me. You can't make this kind of shit up. My junior year also consisted of a few drunk nights with Jared with two R's from my little league days. We put our dicks in each other's mouths. Oh, and one night we had a circle jerk with this kid Brian. But whatever, this chapter's about girls. Girls, girls, girls. God, I'm so gay that even my chapters about girls have gay hookups in them. Sorry. My next girlfriend was 21 and I stopped going to school and moved in with her and her baby. I know, that's a big jump, huh? Let me give you the slow build version. My next girlfriend was Willow. I first met Willow that summer when I was working as a grill cook at Friendly's Restaurant. If you don't know what a Friendly's is, then I'm sad for your childhood. It's kind of like a Dairy Queen and a Denny's all in one shitbox building. This was the summer that I was 17 and I decided to tell people, yeah, I'm totally gay. Working in a restaurant sucks dank balls. I went from being a dishwasher to a cook within minutes because some loser didn't show up for their shift. I had to figure that shit out and figure it out fast. Luckily, I was paired up with one of the coolest people on planet Earth who I already knew and who would one day be the slutty correspondent for Thomas Anonymous. Wacky Jackie, aka my nipples. Nipples and I spent night after night together slinging grease burgers and romancing the butter. We will always have the butter. The hustle and rush of every restaurant kitchen is one of the most stressful, horrible environments I've ever been a part of. I worked in that slave industry for 10 years and I hope, fingers crossed, I never have to be part of it again. Get your own side of ranch, bitch! Me! The job sucked, orders got messed up, our backs got thrown out, and we all had the greasiest, grossest skin ever. But once the doors were locked and we were closed, that's when we'd blast the music, light up cigarettes, and get high in the dish room. We would have an over-the-top fun time cleaning up and closing down. The only way I was ever to get through all that mind-numbing work was by dancing and dry-humping the booth dividers. It sounds kind of silly, but my job at Friendly's was a pivotal milestone for me because it was the first place that I was my own person. It was a place where people just knew me as me, and that feeling of freedom and independence felt so awesome. I just thought, God, what the fuck? Who cares if I'm gay? It's the new millennium. Nobody cares anymore. So I came out. Gay! I came out to one friend, one of my sisters, and to the entire fucking staff of Friendlies. Big mistake. Huge! At the time, it felt like a world away from high school, and I think I forgot that I actually had to return there in the fall. Of course, at first, it seemed so awesome to be out and gay. I mean, I had tight black pleather pants from Old Navy and everything. I can be me! Then, as summer rolled on, I began to experience what can only be described as like being typecast into the gay role. There were countless tacky bad gay jokes and inappropriate offensive questions shot my way at work every single day. At the time, I think this was everyone's way of thinking they were being accepting and tolerant. I started to feel what it was like to be put in a box that had a big old gay label on it. And of course, the label was glittery and shiny, cause that's what gay people like, right? <laughs> No, it's true. We do, like, shiny, glittery things. I branched out at Friendly's and became a server, because once I realized you could make tips based off service and personality, I knew I'd be rolling in the dough. Hi, I'm Tommy, and I'm your server. Willow was a server, but, like, a super server. She hustled those tables like nobody else, like one of those pro waitresses that walks a million miles an hour and doesn't need to write anything down. Willow trained me, and we began a flirtation that a lot of gay men and their good girlfriends have. You know, dancing, dry humping, ass smacking, the usual. 
She knew I was gay. We joked about me being gay, joked about having sex with each other. Jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> sex is funny. That summer, we would all party at Willow's house after work. And when I say her house, what I mean is her teeny tiny two-bedroom attic apartment. So tiny that the bathroom tub was under a slanted rooftop, and every time you took a shower, it was a shower you had to take sitting down on your ass while you hosed off. Every night, we would all go to Willow's place, wait for her to put the baby to sleep, and then we'd bust out the beer and the homemade water bongs. Wham! We would all still be in our large, stained, navy blue friendlies polo shirts, taking shots of Goldschlager, ugh, and smoking the finest skunkweed Southeast Mass had to offer. And of course, all of that was done in between chain-smoking packs of Marlboro Reds, duh. We turned the board game Parcheesi into a drinking game, and it was so fucking fun! I mean, can you imagine a group of young people not on their devices and actually playing a game together? What? That's some olden day shit. These were my fun summer nights, but I could feel the impending doom of my senior year about to start, and I realized coming out of the closet was kind of a big deal, and everyone was totally gonna find out. I don't know why I didn't think this through before, probably because you're 17 and stupid. I started to think of all the times in the past at school when people had asked me if I was gay, and I proclaimed with all of my might that I wasn't! No, I'm not! I'm not gay! I felt the crushing weight of reality setting in, and it made me want to shit my pants. As I started my senior year, I was ready to be done with school. All my real friends had graduated the year before, and I was just over it. I didn't know what I wanted, and yet I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted it all. I wanted to be gay, I wanted to be straight, to be adored, to have friends, to be popular, to be the lone rebel, the artist, performer, to live on my own, to be done with school. Me! But I also wanted to immerse myself in my senior year, and I wanted to experience everything there was to do. I wanted to go to college and major in theater and move to New York. Jeez, I just wanted it all, didn't I? God, I'm so fucking annoying. The connection to Willow was real, and the attraction and sex, or whatever you want to think about it, that was secondary for me. She was cute, she had fun high energy, and was always bopping around. I remember her ponytail would whip back and forth as she rushed around the restaurant. Towards the end of the summer, Willow had offered for me to hang out with her friends and take ecstasy. Drugs, 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 drugs. Being me, I needed no convincing and was super excited to dip into some hard drugs. All I remember is that I wore my orange, swishy pants, and at the end of the night, Willow and I were kissing. We kissed and we kissed on her awful blue wooden couch. Seriously, it was the worst couch ever. Was there a connection? Yes, absolutely. Was I still gay? Yes, absolutely. But that didn't matter to me in the moment. I loved that feeling of being normal, feeling like I could be straight and that I could be like everybody else. The trip down Ecstasy Lane happened just a few days after the police busted me and Eric gay making out at Walmart. Mamba? As we all remember, I ghosted him. Hard. Bye, girl. I learned from that experience that the life of a gay person was not easy, especially in Wareham. But hooking up with a girl, walking around town with a girlfriend and a baby, would not make people look twice at me. It was the norm for teenagers to be poor, out of school, and having kids. I saw an opportunity, and so I jumped off the gay bandwagon faster than you can say poppers. And I chose what I thought would be the easy road. <laughs> there is no easy road. Finding a balance of being a high school senior and my new awesome nighttime party life with my brand new girlfriend was tough. I was doing things in school like DECA class, speech and debate team, the morning TV show, and drama club, duh. But also at night, I was working until one in the morning and then partying with my cool work family. Gosh, this exhausting lifestyle can't last long. Bam, I got mono. And having mono became the best I can't go to school excuse ever. 
Pretty soon, word spread around school about my gayness. Even in drama club, I overheard them saying how Tommy was gay, but now he's trying to be straight again, but I think he's gay. I know, did you see his pleather pants? Hee <laughs> Like, really, drama nerds? Even the queers in drama club are turning on me? Shade. Soon enough, the effect of me never going to school kicked in and my grades were down in the gutter. But I was just so not into it. And I didn't care. I also had no guidelines and no rules from my parents. Nobody ever told me that I had to go to college or even finish high school. So I did what any other struggling high school senior would have done. I moved in with Willow and her baby and we were officially a couple. Hi, I'm 17 years old and I know everything. I started going to what they called Even Start School which is like an alternative high school where asshole boys and pregnant chicks go. I clearly didn't belong there, but I figured, hey, if these guys get to have an easy road to a high school diploma, why can't I take it? Hmm, for a struggling student, I was pretty smart. Willow's daughter, baby girl, was only eight months old when I moved in, and me being the cliche kid who grew up with a stepdad, I instantly wanted to play daddy and be the father I didn't have growing up. Oh, brother, what are you doing? I'm 17 and I know everything! God! Baby girl's bio dad wasn't in the picture at the time, and I traded in my senior year of high school to work full-time and change diapers. Me, 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 me. But that was my choice. Nobody forced me to do it. Choices are a dangerous thing. But I was hypnotized by that warm, cozy feeling like I was on my way to being a normal guy in a normal, shitty straight life with a normal girlfriend and everyone's gonna see how normal I am. As you can imagine, this was a hard pill to swallow for everyone who wasn't me and Willow. I mean, to go from shouting to the world, I'm gay, here I am, I'm gay, to then be like, oh, hey, just kidding, just go ahead, turn around, pretend you didn't hear any of that, okay? People were confused, and some people even tried to get through to me because they could tell that I was just hiding, and others said nothing, and others asked a billion questions. I just stuck to the classic denial plan. This is the way things are, and if you ask any questions I don't like, I'm gonna straight up ignore you. Hi, I'm Tommy, and I'm a cunt. Willow was awesome during this awkward time. One night, Onion Puss Mandy came into Friendlies with a bunch of her friends while I was on a break sitting at a table, and they were just being super loud and rude and obnoxious, and they of course had heard the gay rumors at school, and they were not quiet with their not-so-subtle insults. All of them ordered very loudly and effeminately. Like, good one, guys. Willow came over to where I was sitting on my break where they could all see us, and she sat on my lap and started kissing me. It was to help shut them up, prove we were together, and to to help prove to the world that I was straight. She's awesome. Mandy's asshole friends came back a week later without her, and I had to wait on them. Oh, fucking great idea becoming a waiter, Tommy. Fucking motherfucker. I was so mad that I was now the personal servant of her stupid friends who were being the rudest, messiest customers ever. They all acted like over-the-top gay men as a dig at me, and they ordered a bunch of ice cream sundaes with all sorts of shit toppings, like marshmallow, fudge, peanut butter cups. So you can imagine how disgusting and sticky their table was. As I cleaned off all the gross plates after they finally left, I saw on one of the paper placemats they were coloring on in giant red letters it said, Faggot. I crumpled it up and shoved it into my pocket as fast as I could. It sent the worst, most horrible feeling to my core. Whatever the opposite of happy goosebumps is, that's what I had. But justice had already been served. They had already received their punishment for their hate slaying. Those ice cream sundaes that they gobbled down like pigs were also ice cream sundaes starring my spit. Pro tip, marshmallow on your ice cream is a great invitation for your waiter to spit in your sundae. Bon appetit. <laughs> Me. Quick side note to those people who wrote faggot on my table. Faggot has two G's, and it should have been capitalized. Show some fucking respect. 
Willow and I settled into our new, weird, domestic life. We still partied all the time because, <laughs> duh, we were young, stupid, and selfish. We were always broke and had to steal food from friendlies regularly. And I'm not talking we took a to-go box with some fries. I'm talking we took whole boxes of burger patties. Giant blocks of cheese. I mean, when I say we stole, I mean we fucking stole! We fought, we fucked, rinse, lather, repeat. Just a few months had felt like five years, and then I made some more great choices, and I wanted to be called daddy. What? Yup, believe it. This shit was real. I helped baby girl learn how to walk, which if you've never seen a human try to figure out walking, <laughs> YouTube it, it's hilarious. I used to start every single day by opening the baby's door and to see her little baby face eagerly awaiting us and I would always say, hey baby, and then her little tiny smile of love would explode all over me. I loved baby girl, even in those moments of total aggravation when you turn around to see a one-year-old pulling all the clean folded laundry off the couch and she's just laughing and pulling clothes. As insane as this whole situation probably sounds, know that it was absolutely insane. I'm sure it was also strange for my friends to all of a sudden have me stop by their house with a baby. I'd run in, plunk her down on the floor, be like, hey, I gotta go pee, can you watch her? I mean, it was a time and a place that even now as I recall it, I cannot believe this was my life. We wanted desperately for what we had to feel real and to erase that whole part of our lives where I was gay and we were friends. Classic denial, yay! We were both so young and so stupid, and I was so skinny. I looked great. But we both were just overcompensating for whatever screwed up family issues we both had. I'm super grateful that we had each other to use as coping mechanisms. Through it all, I loved Willow, and I felt so much for her and all of her experiences. As we moved into springtime and my ghetto high school graduation grew closer and closer, the longing inside of me to see the world, be a star, live a bigger, better life, it started to overtake me. Not to mention the fact that I also knew deep down there were all those feelings I never wanted to talk about. The gay ones. Shh. Here's a dark confession. Buckle up. But when I would have sex with girls, I would think of the guys that fucked them before me, and that would be what turned me on. Once I got it in there, I was always good to go. I mean, what teenage boy is going to deny penetration? The reality of raising a child and what that entailed and the true lifelong commitment that that is started to weigh heavily on me. <laughs> As it fucking should! Needless to say, I panicked. With no real relationship skills, I had no idea how to express that to Willow. I had no idea how to process it, and I was terrified that I would hurt her. So I left. The only way my childhood had taught me to leave. I packed up my stuff while she was at work, and I left a note on the table, and I pieced the fuck out. <gasps> my mom would be so proud. This is her brand. I'm not a person of regrets at all, but if there's one thing I could go back and do over a different way, it would be this. I was scared of facing her, scared of hurting her, and most of all, scared she and everyone else would think that I'm gay. As you can imagine, it did hurt her, horribly, and it was a terrible, hard, long breakup. That's life! No, we're not doing that. This wouldn't be the final end of Willow and me. She'd be back later down the straight road. I told you, it's a chapter trilogy! Once I was free from all of my choices, free from life, free from school, you would think that being 18 years old, single, with my entire life ahead of me and no real responsibilities, that I would focus on maybe college or some kind of plan for the future. Nah. Instead, I ran right into the arms of another woman. And I joined the Navy. What? 
did it. Yay. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Yeah.